This is The Weekender on Y95, brought to you by Eris Yarmouth. Good morning and welcome to The Weekender on Y95, brought to you by Eris Yarmouth, your one-stop healthy home center. I'm Kevin Northup. The Weekender for Saturday, January 14th, 2023. Coming up this hour, the Yarmouth Mariners are in first place in the MHL, winners of seven straight ahead of their weekend games. I'm joined by head coach Lori Barron and co-captains Kieran Burke and Ben Rood to talk more about the season and what's coming up next. The Eastern Canadian Fisheries Expo is coming back to Mariner Centre next weekend. Show manager Sean Murphy tells us what to expect at the event January 20th and 21st. And there's lots of winter programs to help keep you active in our community. Matt Smith with Yarmouth Recreation stops by to talk about them and how you can get involved. The Weekender returns in a moment on Y95. Welcome back to The Weekender on Y95. I'm Kevin Northup. Joined in studio now this morning by the head coach and general manager of the Yarmouth Junior A Mariners, Lori Barron. Good morning, Lori. Thanks for being here. Thanks, Kevin. Thanks for having me. And you brought a couple of players with you uh, this time around. We have the co-captains of the team this year, 20-year-old defenders. We have Kieran Burke and Ben Rood here with us uh, this morning. Uh, Good morning, gentlemen. Thanks for being here. Good morning. Good morning. Good to be here. So you guys are first time into the station? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Your interview skills are all brushed up, ready to go? We'll figure it out, I guess. <laughs> we'll figure it out along the way. That's good. Well, uh, I'll start with Lori. Um, it's been uh, a couple of days now since the trade deadline passed for your team, uh, and we've talked about it and how good the team's been performing this year, first place overall in the league. Uh, you made one addition before the deadline. That was Nathan Kelly from Fredericton. Uh, talk a bit about him and what he's brought to the team already. He's been producing some points. Well, obviously, he was the one that we set out and went after. Um, so in a, being able to bring him aboard was key for us. Um, uh, he, he just ticked off so many boxes. You know, uh, very, very good player, good face-off guy, 200-foot player, um, and offensively gifted. And, and we knew we'd fit right into the dressing room. He's a, he's a great kid. So, um, you know, first and foremost, bringing him aboard, I think, made us a better hockey club. And and, you know, we didn't stop there. We tried to add a couple more pieces. Um, but it's funny, the the league this year with uh, so many teams still in the mix, there wasn't a lot of moves made. And um, we only, it, if, if it made sense, we were, we would have done it. But uh, we're very happy with our uh, club going forward. Yeah, like you were saying, five teams in each division really are still in the playoff race. So there's a lot uh you know, a lot of teams trying to get that uh, that extra edge ahead and everything. So uh, now as things sit with all the other teams having their rosters in place too, uh, how do you feel about uh, the rest of the season heading into the playoffs? Well, obviously feel very good. You know, we've put ourselves in a great position, but um, I think the old analogy is kind of like golf. Uh, you know, before Christmas you drive for show and after Christmas you putt for dough. So, um, you know, we, uh, we're we very confident where we're at, but, uh, you know, lots of work still to be done. And, um, you know, we we, uh, we kept a card open as well. You never know. Sometimes there's an uncarded player that might come back from university or pro. So we have until February the 10th to sign that, you know, if, if something happens. But uh, we're more than willing to go forward with the group we have. And it's been a really good group. And uh, the co-captains are joining us again here in studio. So, uh, Kieran Burke, I'll start with you. Um, uh, I was talking to you before we went on the air. You said your first year was that year that everything got shut down with COVID. And and now you're, you're playing in front of uh, basically a full fish tank again. So what's this year been like for you kind of getting back to the, the, the normal way things are around here? Uh, this has been a phenomenal year. You know, uh, we've been through a lot with COVID and throughout the years. And I've seen this building with, like zero fans in it so to see 
thousand, twelve hundred fans in the seats is amazing. It just brings a lot of energy to the team and helps us perform better and every, all that. And Ben, for you, uh, how has it been for you this year? Uh, you're the reigning uh, MHL Defender of the Year. Uh, how do you feel your season's going so far this season? Yeah, I think it's been a great season so far for the team. and uh, I think I've been playing pretty good as well. Uh, I think it's uh, easy to play with the back end. Uh, we're not always playing with one guy. You're playing with everyone. I think it's been easy to play with the defenders and the team. So, yeah, it's a good season so far. You're, you're like the overtime machine this year uh, for the team. Three overtime winners on the road. I want to ask you about that, just how, you know, uh, that, that came about, you know, with those goals. Uh, the one in Summerside we saw was was really, really nice, uh, beautiful place. So uh, what is it about overtime that's uh, that's getting you to score those goals right now? Yeah, I'm not really sure what it is. I guess there's just an extra edge or an extra push in overtime uh, to try and get the win for the team. But uh, uh didn't really try anything different, just kind of – Kept it simple and took what was there and ended up working out. So There you go. And for the two of you, I know your, your job is not to score goals. Your job is to shut down the other the other teams. And uh, how do you feel overall and that's been going for you guys this year? I mean, you, you guys are tops in the league, goals for, goals against. It's just been uh, a solid season all around for you. Yeah, that's what we strive for. We try to have as many or at least amount of goals against as possible. That's uh, one of our goals as a team. So we take pride in that and – we're not trying to win games by five, six goals. We want to win like low-scoring games, two, one, three, one, three, nothing. And like and you've seen that, like in in the playoffs. And Lori, I'll bring you in this too. How important is it to to hold those teams to you know the, those low-scoring games if you're in a battle like that? You'll find that a lot in the playoffs, won't you? Yeah, I think the, it's like muscle memory. You want to you want to bring to the regular season what you're going to have to bring in the playoffs and. Our battle cry all year is be very good defensively. The offense is there, but uh, we want to play with some structure in the D zone, you know, without being robots, but we want to have some structure. We want to be good defensively. Um, you know, we want to make sure our net front is clean and, you know, and we play good in our own end. And I feel like the offense will, will follow that. And, Lori, I'll ask you about, uh, you know, these guys sitting here to your right. Uh, they're your co-captains uh, this year. What have they meant to the team over the years here in Yarmouth? Well, obviously, it was a pretty easy choice uh, to put the letter on their uh, jerseys. Both been, uh, you know, big part of us being successful over the years, and uh, you know, they they built themselves right from you know good hockey players, but to leaders, and uh, you know, that's a that's a feather in their caps, and uh, you know, seeing them uh, seeing them kind of, uh, especially Berkey going from a young man to now a leader, it's uh, it's great to see, and uh, you know, it it makes my job very easy because uh, the dressing room. Um, there's always your leadership group in your dressing room is more important than the coaching staff. So they've done a great job, and uh, um, they're a big part of us going forward. Yeah, and guys, I know you've had uh, you know some different teams here over the years as you've been growing. What can you say about the dressing room right now and this particular group? Uh, is this one of the best you've been a part of? Yeah, I definitely think that the the feel in the room is we're like one big family. There's no real conflicts, no groups. We're all kind of just one large group that helps each other out and picks each other up when we're down. And for you, Ben, is it the same way? Yeah, definitely. Uh, it's a great room for sure. Uh, everyone's pushing each other, and every day everyone wants to get better. So I think that's great going forward, and, uh, yeah, our room's pretty good. And it's your brother on the team as well, Alex, right? So he's been – what a season he's having too. I mean, he's leading the team in goals, I think, with 18. So how have you liked his development over the, the summer to become a bona fide goal scorer for this club? Yeah, for sure. Uh He's having a great season, and uh, 
the summer, for, like I noticed a lot in the summer. Like I could tell he was coming on. Uh, he was he was looking really good in the summer, and he carried it on into camp and then into the season. So he's having a great year, and I'm proud of him. So hopefully he keeps that going. It is awesome, and and it's like a family, like you said. You have family in the dressing room, and uh, you have a lot of uh, people from your province, Kieran, in that dressing room. It's it's kind of like Newfoundland South here in Yarmouth. I think what eight or nine players from Newfoundland in, in that dressing room. So, is there a bond between you guys as well, being from the Rock and being here in Yarmouth? Yeah, definitely. Uh, a lot of us have known each other from playing on past teams. I think five or six of us have come from the same major midget team. Mm-hmm. So that definitely helps, and I think it. It makes it easier to play with people when you know them better and you're comfortable with them. So that that's definitely a huge edge that we have, all being from the same province. There you go. It's uh, and it's been a great group. It's it's all worked together. Uh, Riley Means, one of those guys too. Um, uh, the guy said, I think he, he told me before the season he wants to score every game, and he's you know he's pretty close to that, right? He's 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 one of those guys that can put the puck in the net. So for you, Lori, what's what's uh, Riley's also a 20 year old. Um, how big is he going down the stretch here for you guys? Oh, obviously, um, you know, he's a big part of our club. Uh, again, got to see him come in as a first-year player, kind of get his feet in the ground, uh, find out a little bit about the league, learn the game a little bit, and then, you know, take it to the next level the following year. And now, you know, now being one of the leaders and uh, and, and one of the leading goal scorers in the league, it's just it's great to see kids come along. And uh, plus just, a, you know, a great young man off the ice as well. So, uh um, you know, bright futures and uh, and all our 20-year-olds, uh, they're going to have a lot of interest from university teams and so on. So uh, it's exciting times. And that's the goal, really. I mean, to like you say, you want to move those 20-year-olds on to, to the next level of hockey after, after this is done. So uh, I know it's still early for you guys. Is there any plans for next year that you're thinking of right now? Or is it the focus just let's finish out strong here with Yarmouth? Yeah, I definitely want to bring a championship back to Yarmouth, and then after that we'll figure it out. But for now, we just want to win. Yeah, definitely. Like Ben said, the the near goal, we're not looking too far ahead. But whatever comes, we just want the championship and to do the best that we can. Absolutely. Uh, that's that's certainly great. And uh, I know uh, it's been more of a normal year, like we said. And, and normal years here in Yarmouth uh, mean the Icy Nights program. That's been back this year. Uh, Lori, how's that been, been going so far? Oh, it's phenomenal. The, the boys do a great job. And, um, you know, if people get a chance to come out and see us on, it used to always be Wednesday night. Now it's Tuesday night. And Port Maitland School, it's it's awesome to see the the guys interacting with uh, I call them kids, they're not kids anymore, young adults with disabilities. It's it's phenomenal, and it's uh, it's something that we do that's uh, you know th- that only the Mariners do, and I think it's pretty cool, and obviously near and dear to me with Natalie, you know, being involved in it for I guess it's going on 14 years now. So um, it's 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 been great for our team. It's been great for the young adults with disabilities, and just great for the area. And I see how much that means to the players, too. What does Icy Nights mean to you guys, Ben and, and Karen, to, to take part in that? Yeah, I mean, it's always nice to help, like, give our time and uh, spend some time with them. Uh, they love it, and we love it, too. So it's it's nice to see we put a smile on their face, and uh, they love coming back every Tuesday, and so do we. So we enjoy that a lot. Yeah, it's definitely great to see how excited they all get when we show up and getting to hear about their weeks and seeing what they did over the weekend. They, they're they just great people. They're always happy. There's never problems. So it's awesome. It definitely brightens our day up, too. 
and how nice is it to be uh, you know back in the community as we talked about COVID was tough for a couple of years fans couldn't really get you know access to you guys or you couldn't really be out in the community too much that's really changed this year so so how's that been for you two to, to interact with the, the people from here and you know get to talk about hockey get to talk about what it's like to be a Mariner yeah like you said we didn't really get a chance to do that over the past couple of years but Giving the chance to do that now, it's nice to give a hand and talk to the people. This like people in Yarmouth love hockey, so mm-hmm. it's really nice to talk to them, hear what they have to say about us and everything. So it's nice for sure. Absolutely. Yeah, it's it's fun to see the input from the fans too, because they definitely give a different view on the games and what goes on at the rink than we do. So it's it's nice to hear the different opinions and. We didn't really get the chance to do that the past couple of years, but <laughs> we we know the fans always have opinions, don't they, Laura? You, you, I know you go up and talk to the the usual gang uh, before the game, so uh, and that must be nice for you as well to to hear from everybody again. Yeah, it's obviously it's great the interaction, especially when we're winning. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> makes it makes it real easy to go to Tim Hortons, but uh, no, it's uh, it's been great. It's it's back. Uh, you forgot kind of what normal was, and uh, to see the crowds back, to see the energy in the building. Um, you know, to see everybody uh, engaged and excited over the team is is great. And uh, um, now we're in the stretch drive. This is, you know, this is the important time of year. And um, generally in, in Yarmouth, it's been uh, the crowds get bigger as the year goes on and kind of ramps up to playoffs. So we're, we're excited to see that happen again. And uh, lots of chances to see the Mariners coming up uh, this month. In fact, uh, tonight we've got uh, the Mariners against uh, Amherst at home and tomorrow night at South Shore Sunday game uh, at home as well and a couple more home games in January I think five home games in February so uh, like we said lots of chances to come out and see uh, the team so and and we'll have bubble soccer and, and all that in the intermissions too so fans can uh, take part in that it should be a lot of fun uh, so Mariner Center uh, box office is where you can pick up your, your tickets there uh, game days are always a lot of fun at the fish tank and um, you know looking ahead for you Lori um, you have quite a Quite a good lead on first place in, in the division right now, but that focus uh, certainly for you guys is locking down that that top spot. Well, everybody's going to be chasing us now. There's not going to be any easy nights. Uh, there's there's a bullseye on us. So um, obviously, we're very proud of being top 15 in the country and, uh, and and leading our division. But it just makes everything harder. You know, uh, everybody was going to be shooting for us, and we'll have to be ready every night and. Um, so that's it's exciting. Uh, a little bit of pressure never hurt anybody. So we're excited to uh, to take it into down the stretch drive and into the playoffs. And for you guys, how good are you feeling about this group heading into uh, to a playoff run? Something that you guys had taken away from you with COVID a couple of times, then uh, an upset last year in the first round. So how how big is this? How are you looking to bounce back uh, this year? Yeah, uh, coming into this year, we definitely got an extra chip on our shoulder from last year, but. Going forward this year, I think if we just keep getting better every game and every day, uh, we're gonna end. It's gonna be a different feeling at the end of the season this year. So. Yeah, exactly. We have a lot of guys that were on the team from last year, so they know what that feeling was like losing in the first round. So, and to add the guys who want to win, I think we got a good little group with us. So I'm pretty excited to see what the playoffs are gonna bring. I think everybody here is quite excited for for that, but still a lot of regular season hockey uh, left to go. Well, guys, thanks for coming in and, and talking more about uh, about the team. Uh, Laurie, anything else that you'd like to add or that the fans should know uh, coming down the stretch here? 
I I just think uh, be part of it. It's uh, it's an exciting group. It's uh, you know I think you're definitely getting your money's worth every night that you come to the game. And uh, um, like I say, it's a it's a great group to be in, involved with. And we just love uh, we love putting our product out there. And uh, um, and uh, we want to see as many fans as we possibly can uh, fill the tank. Absolutely. Lori Barron, head coach and GM of the Yarmouth Mariners, and uh, Kieran Burke and Ben Rood, co-captains uh, this season. Thank you all for coming in. And uh, I know we'll be talking again uh, before we uh, we get to the playoffs. Thanks, Kevin. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Thanks, Kevin. The Weekender returns in a moment on Y95. Welcome back to The Weekender on Y95. I'm Kevin Northup. The Eastern Canadian Fisheries Expo is making its way back to Mariner Center uh, next weekend, January 20th and 21st. First time since before COVID uh, that the event has been at Mariner Center. And uh, this show uh, really brings together the fishing industry uh, from our area and you know, all over Eastern Canada. And uh, it's great to see that it's back at Mariner Center once again. Uh, with us on the line this morning, we have the show manager for the Eastern Canadian Fisheries Expo, Sean Murphy. Uh, Sean, good morning. Thanks for uh, taking the time. Good morning, Kevin. Thank you for having me. Now, how excited are you to be able to come back to Yarmouth and put on this uh, this expo uh, for the community here? Oh, this is incredible. I, I, I tell you, we've been uh, we were hoping to be able to do it sooner, but it's it's been a long time. But this is one of our our top events, and it's in the heart of the fishing uh, world in Canada. So we're really happy to be uh, be back in Yarmouth. So. Tell me a bit about this event, I guess the background of it over the years. It's uh, you know been around for, uh, I guess, uh, three decades or so. Uh, how huge is this event uh, you know, for, for this area? Well, it, it's incredible because when we the event comes to town, uh, it, it's a great boost for the, the economy, for the local economy. It brings a lot of people from all over. We have exhibitors coming from as far as as overseas Europe, uh, Seattle, we have people from BC coming down, we have people from Florida, from all over the the, the world bringing uh, interesting products to to make the life of uh, fishermen, uh, fish processing plants, aquaculture, workboat, anything related to marine and fisheries uh, make their life easier. So a lot of people coming from very far and it brings a big boost to the economy for for Yarmouth. So uh, and Yarmouth is just a lovely place to be at. So we we we're really excited to be there. How much traffic do you normally get coming through Mariner Center uh when this event is on? Well, the event itself attracts uh between 4 to 5,000 people visitors. Uh, so we, there's a, a, a lot of people coming through. A lot of them are, like I was saying, fishermen. Uh, that's our key focus through this, uh, this event. Uh, but we do get a lot of people also, other suppliers, people interested. Uh, like I was saying, we get people from the fish processing plants, the work boat. So even like, uh, uh whale watching, uh, you know, the, those guys have, uh, boats. They need to, uh, keep them maintained. They need to have the, the right equipment. Uh, uh, there's boat builders on location that can suggest new uh, new concepts and new upgrades. Uh, so we uh, a lot for everyone on the water and on the, on the shore also. Yeah. So like you said, not just not just for fishing, but uh, for everything uh, kind of on the water uh, by the looks of things here. And I'm I'm looking at uh, the impressive list of uh, exhibitors here for 2023. Uh, I, I can't count them all off the top of my head right here, but how many do you have uh, registered for this year? 
right about 125 exhibitors. So it's a, it's a full house. Uh, we, we would love, we actually had a, a waiting list of people that were hoping to be there. So if we had a bit more space, it would be even a, a bigger show. Uh, but really, everyone's excited to be there in terms of exhibitors. And we, we've seen a, a, a great pre-registration in terms of visitors. So it should be a, a huge success uh, this, uh, this year. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, incredible list here and uh, a lot of local businesses, uh, obviously anything to do with uh, certainly the lobster fishery. And that's obviously, like you said, uh, the main focus here um, right now in, in southwestern Nova Scotia. We're in the middle of, uh, well, not the middle, just starting really uh, the lobster fishing season in LFA 33 and 34. The area is here. So, uh, Sean, for you, when you when you attend these events, when you plan these um, what are some of the biggest things you hear from fishers that they'd like to see to, to be able to, to help them out and, and help them do their jobs more efficiently? Well, you know, one one thing, for example, is uh, with the price of gas fluctuating and certainly being high these days, uh, you know, they, they, they want something uh, to be very efficient. And uh, that efficiency can be in the, the new boat designs that can be available, some upgrades, but certainly also new engine technology, new lubrific- lubrification technology. So the new engines are a lot more efficient. Uh, they, they, and, you know, at the show, you get to see pretty much all the, the, the different engine dealers out there. So uh, they'll be able to propose new uh, upgrades to, to your boat, uh, how it's going to be more efficient and also more um, more green because the new engines have new technology out there to, to make sure the environment is uh, is safer. So there's uh, you get to talk to the people that know exactly their product, what the solutions to the their problems can be, and uh, you know uh, uh, who doesn't like also new gear and new uh, new clothing and stuff like that. So you you get to find everything you need from the the basics to the most complicated part of your uh, of your work mm-hmm. and well exactly i mean the complicated part certainly would be the, the equipment and uh and making sure everything is good to go there uh also you know a, a thing that's talked about in the industry a lot is is safety and uh, are there anything you know uh, you know fish safe ns i see is going to be there and i know they've yeah. been doing a lot of demonstrations so uh, how important is that to emphasize the the safety aspect of the fishery well, you know, it's funny because I think you you got it right on the the, the most important thing is is safety. And uh, you know, every time every year we seem to hear about uh, one disaster or another and the the worst thing to to think about is uh, that uh, uh, the, our fishermen won't come home. So really the the training, the the equipment uh being up to date and once again, we, we the, the guys, there are some companies at the show that that's their job is really making sure that you have the, the safest equipment, uh, promoting safe procedures, also training everything. And you know what? Uh, in my heart, at least, that's the most important thing for all the fishermen. And uh, hopefully everyone uh, keeps up to date and makes sure their equipment is safe uh, to, to come home at night That's uh, to their families. That's the, the number one priority in my book. And information, uh, lots of that will be available at the Eastern Canadian uh, Fisheries uh, Exposition, of course, uh, like you're mentioning. Uh, and uh, as far as um, you know, safety goes, like we said, attending the show, uh, it's over two days. Uh, what are the uh, the hours at Mariner Center? When can we find it? Certainly. Uh, well, the hours are ten to five, so ten o'clock to five o'clock on the Friday, the twentieth, and then uh, ten to four on the twenty-first. And uh, you could go also at the www. 
dot oh I'm sorry www.ecfx.ca uh, for the hours and also to register online. So if you don't want to wait in line when you get there, just go on the website, register, uh, and uh, then the, uh, the the it's a lot quicker to get into the show. Um, every all the information is on there, and uh, we'd be happy to have you on site. And this is, uh, like you said, uh, this is every two years this happens in Yarmouth? Exactly. Every two years. We have another few shows. We've been lucky enough to have been able to do uh, some of our other shows. We have one in Moncton uh, that was uh, uh, just last year, uh, which was a great success. We had a great, great turnout at that event. It was our first kind of after COVID. And we actually had the chance to do in Newfoundland in November of uh, 20. Uh, 2021, we had the chance to do uh, our Newfoundland show in St. John's, Newfoundland, which, once again, I think people were excited to get out, and uh, we had another great show to offer in uh, in St. John's, Newfoundland. So we have three commercial fishing shows that cover kind of all the Atlantic region, uh, but, the, you know, the the heart of the fishing community in Canada is here in uh, in Yarmouth, so we're we're really excited to be there. Yeah, and Sean, like you said, there's thousands uh, that are going to be coming through Mariner Center over these uh, two days, the 20th and uh, 21st. And I don't necessarily, uh, you know, it's uh, a lot of folks are in the same fishing district or the same kind of fishing group, but uh, it's nice to see that everyone can kind of network uh, together, like you mentioned. And this helps the fishers in this area do that, do you think? Well, it does. And you know what? The, the, the one thing, I, I get to work with a lot of these companies that are exhibiting at the show for, I've been working for them for over 15 years now. And you know what? A lot of them is meeting up with old friends. And, you know, between the fishermen that will be there, it's a good chance to see old friends that they might not have seen. And in the case of uh, of their the suppliers, a lot of them have created friendship with the, the fishermen, which you know, COVID has kept us uh, apart for a while. So it's going to be good to catch up with people, uh, discover what's new also in the industry, and, uh, you know, just chat with the people we haven't seen in a while. So I'm, uh, we're, you know, it, it, it should be a great time for everyone, I think. Definitely. And as you mentioned as well, uh, you did have one show during COVID, but this is the first time you've had the Eastern Canadian Fisheries Expo uh, since uh, since pre-COVID. So, uh, in looking forward to bringing it back, what what's the planning like to get something like this together? And you have so many businesses and so many groups that are ready to come in, but uh, you know, what's it like to be able to to put this together? Well, it, it takes about a year to to prepare, like uh, most of our uh, big events. Uh, you know, the the interesting thing is 20, uh, 2022 was a good year for fisheries, so a lot of uh, companies had a good year also. So uh, people were, I think, excited. It wasn't, uh, you know, people were ready to be back out there. The, the COVID regulations have stabilized. People are used to being out there. So there wasn't any fear after COVID type of thing. I think people are ready to get back to normal. So we had a very good response from companies to, to be part of this event. And uh, we're, we're, we're expecting, based on the numbers and everything, that we'll have a really good turnout in terms of visitors, too. So, at the uh, uh, you know, it, it takes a lot of effort. It takes a lot of time to do, but it's uh, it, when when you see the results and when you see everyone, it's just a, an incredible feeling. How eager are the businesses to come in and, and get a part of this? They must do really good business during this show. Uh, they do, and and really, you know, it, it sometimes it's hard to to 
chat with the fishermen because, like we say, the fisherman doesn't really have a an office. Their office is their boat or their home, uh, and 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 really, you know, in, in their case, the suppliers don't want to go knocking on people's door to to talk to them. So this is a way to be in a kind of a neutral environment to, to be able to chat on your own terms. People come and see the technology. They're all regrouped in one location, which is great. You don't have to uh, do multiple stops. Uh, so, you know, I, I think the exhibitor is really happy to, to be able to get that many people in one time. And uh, and it brings all the communities around Yarmouth also to uh, to this uh, great event and to the great uh, community of Yarmouth. So really it's a, just a win-win for everyone, uh, just a great time for everyone at the same uh, same location. It sounds like it's going to be a, a lot of fun once again. So uh, uh, anything else we, we need to know about the Eastern Canadian Fisheries Exposition as far as, you know, there's businesses there, obviously, anything else uh, that, uh, that uh, folks need to know before they head out? Well, the one thing I'll, I'll mention is every at every show we always uh, give out a few awards to three deserving uh, uh, people in the industry called the Hall of Fame, uh, the Eastern Canadian Fisheries Hall of Fame. And once again, on the Friday at 2 p.m., we'll be honoring uh, three new uh, winners of this Hall of Fame at the uh, the show directly. And uh, so we're 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 excited to 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 get to meet them and to uh, give them their deserving award. And it's uh, just a great way to uh, honor uh, people that have worked really hard and for a long time in this uh, hard, very hard industry. Certainly love to hear that. Uh, that's, that's definitely nice to see. And uh, you were talking about the website uh, earlier. It is ecfx.ca. And if you want to skip the line, uh, there's a, a link you, you can click there, visitor sign up at the top of the page. So it takes you to, a uh, place where you can uh, put in your online registration. There's a lot of different things uh, there to fill in. Exactly. And uh, really, the the big uh, piece is going to be to come and see the show. Really, we, like I say, have a sold-out show. It should be incredible. And uh, we're really excited to, to, to be there and uh, look forward to, to seeing everyone. So thousands of people expected to go through Mariner Center on uh, January 20th and 21st as uh, the Eastern Canadian Fisheries Exposition makes its return to Mariner Center in Yarmouth. Sean Murphy is the uh, show manager, and he's been joining us this morning. Sean, thank you very much for your time, and we'll look forward to uh, seeing you here in Yarmouth. My pleasure, Kevin, and look forward to seeing you you at the show also. Right on. Perfect. Uh, Can't wait. Sean Murphy uh, joining us again on The Weekender talking about the Eastern Canadian Fisheries Exposition. The Weekender returns in a moment on Y95. Welcome back to The Weekender on Y95. I'm Kevin Northup. Well, the colder weather has set in and uh, the holidays are over, and that means that some folks, and including myself, I'm guilty of this, uh, can kind of laze around a little bit and not be active. Well, we want to change that uh, for you because there's lots of great programs happening through Yarmouth Recreation. As always, it's not just summer programs, not just spring or fall. Winter is very, very important as well to keep moving. And we have the Community Recreation Coordinator, Matt Smith, with us in studio this morning uh, for Yarmouth Recreation creation to talk more about their winter programs and ways you can stay active during the uh, the winter months. So Matt, good morning. Uh, thank you for being here. Yeah, good morning. Thank you for having me. Yeah, it's uh, a little bit about yourself too. Uh, you're new to the job back in uh, August. Yeah, recently moved here, uh, came in in August, been here for about six months, starting to kind of get my feet under me and build up some programs and understand more of what the community is looking for. 
Excellent. How have you liked uh, Yarmouth so far and, and the Tri-Counties? What's it, what's it been like for you? Well, it's negative 40 in Calgary where I moved from, <laughs> and uh, it just blo- dropped below zero this week for the first time, so uh, it's been pretty nice. We are known as like the, the, the sun belt of the Nova Scotia for some reason down here. We're no, well, I guess we're the most southern point, so uh, so that makes sense. Well, that's good. I'm glad you're enjoying it here, and, uh, and lots of folks can certainly enjoy uh, the programs through Yarmouth Recreation. Uh, for yourself, in joining Yarmouth Recreation, uh, you knew about all the programs that they offer. Uh, how big is that to have this organization? you know for the community to be able to to go out and use these programs oh it's essential um having a service like yarmouth recreation where we can create low accessible um, physical activity programming through um, either seniors programming adult programming youth programming whatever it is to get people more physically active is essential for your health Um, recreation isn't just for fun it's also a type of health care and it's a way to keep us healthy for a long time and to keep us moving so Having Yarmouth Rec funded by the town of Yarmouth and the municipality of Yarmouth um, really is essential for getting this community active and keeping everyone health, healthy over the long term. Yeah, and like I said, uh, you know, this time of year, I guess we can get a little complacent. And uh, I know a lot of people start that new year, new me type of thing, too. So that's good. But uh, a lot of us can get, uh, you know, I'm, I'm guilty of that, too. Uh, the holidays, you know, it's uh, kind of that letdown right now. So you mentioned it. Recreation is so important for mental health as well. Do you find that uh, oh. as far as people using it? Oh, definitely. The, the feedback we get from people that just get out and exercise daily or get out once a week or join in on one of our walking challenges or participate in a drop-in program. Um, it just changes how you think and, and keeps you more positive. And I think it makes a huge impact on mental health. And um, with that post-COVID environment where we were sluggish for two years and now we're heading into winter again and it's easier for us to fall back into those habits, um, finding something to be physically active in or finding something to, to do, whether it's uh, social recreation through like our board game club or whether it's through um, recreation, building connections by going to one of our seniors' dances and just making friends and networking. Um, Those are all forms of recreation and ways to get you not only physically active, but mentally active and emotional health and all the positives that come from getting out there in your community. Such a positive uh, for sure, not to just uh, you know uh, stay home, get out and, and do things for sure. Enjoy what Yarmouth has to offer, and uh, Yarmouth Recreation does have a lot to offer. I know you've got uh, a list of programs there, and these really uh, they always range in any kind of age uh, and many many different activities, like you said. Yeah, we we try to work within uh, a couple different categories for our programs. Um, so the biggest ones that we look at are, are our preschool programming. So we have one new program at that age group called Families at Play. This has been a work, a work in the process of bringing back a program that kind of died out around 2018 um, due to losing some staff. And we really think the value is important to bring it back. So we've worked closely with NSCC and their early childhood educators to build a partnership to provide a program on Friday mornings starting on January 20th for kids from uh, one to school aged in a way for them and their parents to be physically active together. So this program is designed for you to bring your child in or as a caregiver to bring in uh, your child and participate in activities that you can replicate at home to stay active throughout the winter, to stay active throughout the year and not have to go to a recreation center or not have to go to a program or activity. It's to learn skills that you can use with your uh, early preschool age children to stay physically active. I think that program is um, really skyrocketing. We're up to 20 families registered already. Wow. It's uh, it's low income at $2 a family, um, and it's 
fully ran by our ECEs um, in their second year as they're graduating as a part of their curriculum. So they actually are getting graded on this and it's a part of their schooling. So it's a really awesome program. And I I hope to see a lot of uh, families take advantage of it. Holy, that encompasses so much there. I mean, important for the ECEs too, because they're completing their programs. So that, that really works for everyone. And like you said, you can take these skills home. You can learn them and you can use them all year long, which is, which is great. Yeah. Everything's about longevity, right? Um, our programming, we're hoping um, it's not treated like daycare. We're, we're not just trying to create programming for parents to drop their children off, but it's skills that those children can use in the future or the parents and family can use together. Um, it's about so much more than just having your child come to a program. It's about what skills they can take away from it. Um, with that being said, our, our biggest program and our, our number one highlighted program right now is our Nerf Wars. Um, <laughs> this program I started uh, in Alberta before, and uh, I loved that I got to bring it back to, uh, to this community. Um, we are currently at almost 30 kids signed up every night. Um, it's for ages 6 to 12. Um, it's a, essentially a Nerf event on Tuesday nights where they get to play open games. We design a, a whole obstacle course with walls and barriers, and we provide eyewear and safety, and our three instructors are there uh, to take the kids through different ver- versions of games. But the real idea behind this program was to create physical activity without um, registered sport. Not every kid can afford to be in hockey or basketball or soccer or um, dance or or any other thing that happens through our winter years, but how can we get them to be physically active? So Nerf Wars is an opportunity for children to go out and participate in physical activity that isn't a registered sport once a week, make new friends. And it, again, is we're trying to keep it as low income as possible at $5 per participant. Um, so again, that's Tuesday nights at Yarmouth Elementary from uh, 6 to 7.30. And if you have questions about that, always reach out to Yarmouth Recreation. Um, this program has grown immensely and we're excited to see it continue to grow in the community. Well, I know my son would love that, so I'm going to mention that to him for sure. Uh, Nerf Wars, that's certainly awesome. And you've got a multitude of programs there, uh, I'm sure, even even more to go through for youth and for adults as well. Yeah, um, there's a couple more for youth. The fun nights, we have one happening in Carleton on Mondays and one on Fridays at Meadowfields. Um, those are for kids 6 to 10, and uh, those are just fun activity nights, kind of like a mini version of our summer camps for the evening. And again, this came out of the need of chatting with parents of they don't have a way to go out and go on a date and they are able to drop their children off at this program for four hours from 530 till 930 on a Friday night. You know, go see a movie, go on a date, get your grocery shopping done and be able to um, enjoy your life outside of taking care of your kids. And while that's happening, your kids get to be physically active. They get to participate in social games, make new friends and and have fun. So we're really happy with all the youth programming we have. Um, but what we're excited to bring to Yarmouth and we're hoping to grow is the adult and senior programming. Um, our senior programming is slowly trickling out. Our biggest hit has been the uh, resurgence of our seniors dances that happen every second Thursday of the month, um, which is actually um, this past Thursday on uh, January 12th. There was uh, the January dance, which was winter themed, and those are located at Lions Club on Parade Street, and they run from 6 to 9.30. Um, And again, they're low income for our seniors at $2 a participant, and we offer one monthly, and we even bring in local bands, and we, we really grow them. And our best registration so far, we had 100, 110 signed up for our last dance. Awesome. Awesome. You'll love to see that. 
and love to see them getting out there and doing that for sure. And that, and like you said, that was a popular thing before COVID and everything. So it's great to be able to have these programs back. Oh yeah, and it, it's it's bringing back what we know and what we loved before COVID. And those dances were were huge. And um, the fact that we couldn't have them through COVID um, really really hurt that community and, and really hurt our seniors. So um, having this resource is super important. Um, we're looking at building some new seniors programming. One that I'm trying to grow right now is an active living club um, for seniors that are you know maybe not working anymore and are looking for something to do to stay physically active. Um, we're looking at creating a new club on Tuesday mornings at 10 a.m. And we'll meet in different parts of the community to do different forms of exercise. So one day it could be meeting at Ellenwood to go through a hike. The next day we could be meeting at Port Maitland for a walk on the beach. Um, or we could be meeting at Mariners on Main to be able to go for a swim. Lots of different activities. Um, and we're just having that as an open drop-in for seniors as a way for them to be physically active. So if you're interested in that program, please reach out to Yarmouth Recreation. Um, that program um, is growing as we go with a few registrations, and we want to see more and more uh, community members participate. Absolutely. And you mentioned the outdoor aspect of that, too. Uh, what are some other uh, outdoor activities that might be going on through Yarmouth Recreation? Lots, yeah. We uh, we just finished our uh, Lighthouse Walking Challenge, so we're going to be bringing out our Winter Walking Challenge. So these challenges are put on by our Active Living uh, Coordinator, and they essentially, as you walk throughout your everyday life, you participate in any form of activity, you can track your steps. Um, and as you track your steps, you can submit them in a chance to kind of see where you are compared to other community members to help promote walking in the area. Um, as well, we're going to be bringing back our walking groups. Um, right now, there is a walking group happening in town on Thursday nights, and we're wanting to bring back one on Tuesdays. Um, and with that, just getting out and being physically active. If you go on Yarmouth Recreation's website, you'll find our trail section that lists all of our trails in the area that have walking paths, the distance of them, the start points, little maps, and little tidbits of information that you might use. And all that information um, we've gotten through a partnership with Yasta or Yarmouth uh, Tourism. Um, but we definitely recommend getting out there and being physically active, walking one of our trails and, and getting to participate in something that isn't just sitting indoors and, and being physically active in a different way. And these are all great things to know if you're wanting to start the journey too. You don't necessarily have to be someone that's walking every day to take part in this, right? This is for, you know, levels, for all levels, just starting out too, right? Exactly. Um, for our walking challenge, we break it into three levels. Um, the uh, people that just started walking or are just getting into it, the avid walkers and the um, intermediate walkers. So, what we do is we kind of look at how you are and where you, where you want to be and what your goals are, and then we put you in a group of other people at that same level and you get to compare yourself to them and meet new people and participate. So um, don't shy away. Don't think that it's, uh, you know, really advanced people out there. A lot of the time it's just uh, new, new faces, just trying to get out and meet, uh, meet people. Um, the other one that we have that's again, outdoors is we're looking at doing um, some guided hikes. So looking at some of our trails and doing a meeting on maybe a Saturday or Sunday afternoon and just doing a, a small short hike through one of our, our beautiful trails. So stay tuned for those as they come up over the next couple of weeks. Those are just pop-in drop-ins. So we don't uh, plan them, but as we get nice weather, we'll post online on our Facebook page or on our website and and invite people to come do a, a guided walk with us. And if you haven't tried the trail, that's a great opportunity to participate. 
And like you said, Matt, uh, you know, people that are just starting out can get in that age group. So uh, for you, how important is it to be able to start something out with somebody that's trying to do the same thing? And, you know, a lot of people don't want to start if they have to do it by themselves or if they're with or maybe they're at a gym or something like that. And you see everyone lifting the, you know, 150 pounds like, you know, you get a little intimidated maybe. So how important is that for someone that maybe is a little nervous about starting to start with somebody that's kind of at the same skill level? Oh, it's it's immensely important. Um, being able to build a relationship with someone and grow together. Um, how we build connections in our own society is through shared experiences. So when you go and you participate as a as a newcomer into an activity and you meet another newcomer, you got you can build that shared experience and grow together, and it allows you to feel more confident in yourself and feel more. Um, vulnerable in, a, in the ability to try new things and get outside of that comfort zone. So I do recommend it. If you want to come to some of our programming, um, we always have lots of new people coming and it's a chance for you to meet new people and get outside that comfort zone. 2023 could be a, a good year for you if you take up with Yarmouth Recreation. Lots of great programs, as we've been talking about. Uh, Matt, where can we get more information if we want to be able to sign up for something or just take a look at all the programs you have? Yeah, our website would be my my biggest plug there with uh, yarmouthrecreation.ca. Um, but if you're not using our website, we do offer all of our posts are on Facebook. Um, we post daily um, with all the links to our sign up. Um, and if you're an old school person and you want paper copies, we have them at our office in Hebron. So feel free to stop by, chat with me in person, grab information, and we'll give you some paper copies. And we can sign you up there. Um, you know, with the new move to digital, everything is through online sign up. But we always say if you're you're not wanting to sign up or you don't have access to a computer, there's nothing stopping you from coming in and seeing us face uh, in our face. Um, we're open 8 a.m. till 5 p.m. in Hebron. So please stop by at the municipal building and, and check out our programs. Well, these all sound great, and uh, you know, I know there will be much more programming coming forth, too, in the spring and summer and all year long. So uh, uh, your first few months on the job, you're loving it, you're busy, right, Matt? Oh, I'm, I'm busy <laughs> and I'm loving it, yeah. I'm, uh, I'm really excited. I've, I've gotten to meet lots of amazing people in the community. Um, I've gotten to see some amazing programs, and, and I'm really excited to see how this transitions as we continue to, to stay physically active through the winter months and head into the spring and the summer. And I know just the one month I was here in the summer was, was an amazing time, and I'm excited to spend a whole summer here. Excellent. Well, Matt, thank you for taking time out of your day to, to come in and talk to us about this, and uh, we hope that we get more people out for uh, the programs with the Yarmouth Rec. Awesome, and I appreciate you having me on, and I look forward to seeing everyone from the community. Matt Smith, the Community Recreation Coordinator for Yarmouth Recreation in studio this morning. And that's our program for today. Thanks for listening. For story suggestions or to submit feedback, email news.cjls at radioabl.ca or call our news line at 902-749-1919. To listen to archived versions of our program, visit us online at cjls.com and click on The Weekender. The Weekender is a production of the Y95 Newsroom and is brought to you by Eris Yarmouth, your one-stop healthy home center.